0: Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies.
1: I did not hit her. It's not true.
2: Clopex, Clopex, Clopex. Up yep, yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we?
0: I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass.
2: And I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cult Film and Review. I am your host, Cody Everett. I just want to say thank you for downloading us each and every week. It means a lot to us. Also, uh, if you can just subscribe to us on iTunes, it helps us out a lot. Rate us five stars. Again, we appreciate you listening. So this week we are doing uh, a film called uh, Night of the Demons. It came out in 1988. Uh, really excited to talk about it. Can't wait to get into it with the fellas. So you know what? Without further ado, let's start the show. Come
0: on, let's get into
2: it, guys. We're here to talk about *Night of the Demons*, and I would like to talk about this film, and I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about it because I am excited to talk about it. I'm going to say what I think about this film. What makes it a cult film? Uh, Bad acting. Uh, It has fantastic dialogue, in my opinion. Hilarious dialogue made me laugh. I was I was chuckling throughout the whole movie because the dialogue is terrible, but it's it's so bad it's good.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: You know. So what I want to know, Chris, is what I want to know is what. What what did you get from this as 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 made it have the cult status that it has?
0: I'm definitely gonna agree with you on the acting side of it. You know, it is atrocious for the most part. Oh, it's terrible. Um, But at the same time, that's what makes it fun. I mean, that's sort of what adds the lighthearted element to it. Um, It screams, you know, '80s teen horror. Um, But a little beyond that, even like because of the gore and the effects and stuff like that, it's not. You know, it's not like a Night of the Comet or something. It's, but. um, I think yeah, the the fact that it's a horror element, it's got nudity, it's sexuality, like, and the it's got kind of a look to it. I mean the the way the lighting is done and everything. I think people f- like see that fantasy world. So
2: yeah, Mike, do you think like Chris said that it, it's almost it, it does capture like the '80s teen horror movie? I guess. Well, it, it captures that kind of cookie
1: cutter like uh, abandoned house, like teens show up in an abandoned house and get slaughtered kind of thing that was. I think, really popular at the time. And I think sometimes, like, Cabin in the Woods joked around with it and stuff like that. That's the most modern example that I can say. Um, But this is, like, you know, Evil Dead, right? It's kind of like a cookie-cutter version of Evil Dead, and they just tried to amp up the sexuality and amped up the nudity...
0: Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I see a lot of Evil Dead in it, definitely in the cinematography. Uh-huh. I, I, I get an Evil Dead feel. Some of the monsters, and, the voices yeah, used. Yep, and yep, I could, see, I could see the influence for sure. A um,
1: goddamn hand that comes to life.
0: I think it's even <laughs> campier, but yeah. it's definitely campier to me. than No, it, it definitely
1: is. Um, so I guess in that, that's probably where it's gotten its cult following um, as being kind of like a more jokey, extreme version of mm-hmm. Evil
2: Dead. Kyle, would you agree with that?
1: Um, I would, and I, I would probably
3: take it a little further and say that this movie embodies like everything cheesy about the '80s has been like crammed into this movie. It's it is. I saw it as just straight up cheese fest. Like the the dialogue, the acting. I mean, d- the quality of the film as a whole, as a, like technical standpoint, while cinematography was okay in some spots. There were some shots that were um, obviously. I I think I have pointed one out when we we're watching the end of it. You know, and the sound is atrocious, the audio quality. So, I mean, all that stuff, you don't really give too much a shit about if you're just trying to watch the movie and enjoy it. And I think that's how it got its following, is that it's a really just a fun movie to watch because it's so bad. Like, it's good. It's, well, that's what people think anyway.
0: I think, do you, but, the okay. Part. But but when you compare, <laughs> like, I, I kind of wanted to compare this to Troma, in a sense, because that is really cheesy. Like, that's really cheesy, do you feel like this movie had a happy medium between that side of it and, I think and true horror?
3: I think it's Saving Grace is the fact that the filmmakers obviously pulled a lot of um, a lot from Evil Dead and from Sam Raimi, which gave it, you know, more gave 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 it more. There's more to work with. There's more. Um, structure and thought put into the design and stuff, so I think that's what saved it. Whereas Trauma was like their like Toxic Avenger came out it was probably relatively eighties, early in the eighties with that style of filmmaking, so they were just making up as they go, and that's why that one I think looks worse, mm-hmm. worse uh, off than this one does. But
1: there's something about Trauma that I feel like it differentiates from this film is I feel like Trauma knows what they're doing. They're purposely doing that. Mm -hmm. They're using exploitation, they're doing it really tongue in cheek and that's why it works. I felt like this film doesn't really do that. I feel like, there's an interesting thing, he he tried to do, he does two sequels after this and the third one is more critically panned than even this first one is. Mm -hmm. And the reason why he claims it is is because, oh, I went too much into the dark comedy aspect of it. And I'm like, well, how fucking far did you go? (laughs) Like, that's what (laughs) I wanna know because did this See, field he a says lot? the terror was gone and the seriousness was gone. I'm like, I didn't feel like this film at any point in time. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons and that's why, why I feel like this film fails. Well, I think it's
3: one of the reasons why it's it, I say cheesy because it is one of those movies that takes itself. I think they thought they were making on an amazing fucking horror film. I don't think at any point they thought tongue in cheek about anything they were doing. Yeah, and it just it's one of those movies where. Those are the best ones to watch when when they're bad because it's like they thought they were making a great movie, but really it's not that good mm.
2: Chris, do you think they were trying to make a serious horror film when they were making this
0: yeah i I'd not not exorcist serious i know I think I don't think they ever thought they were in that realm of filmmaking you know but um but yeah I mean and, and honestly, I can say um as cheesy as it is there are there are some frightening visuals I think the makeup um really comes through well and being scary and even like the uh the demonic monster that you sort of see uh before people start getting possessed and after they die is is a creepy looking thing like they did a really good job with that so I think that's what brought a lot of that you know a lot of that serious tone but then there was the scenes of course where people have these like amazing one-liners that make it more of a comedy I guess
2: and Mike, that's what that—that's the point I was going to bring up. Do you think like a character like Stooge, d- it was not pre-planned to have some sort of uh, campiness or he's not a, so serious? He's an arch
1: type. He's just—he's just that buffoon that they put into these type of films. All these films, all these abandoned warehouse or abandoned cabins or whatever films—they all have <coughs> the cheerleader, the popular guy, the, the the stoner, the you know, the sexed yeah. up friggin' girl. Yeah. yeah, like they're all these things. He just played. The you know drunken buffoon, so he was supposed to be a certain type of way. Yeah, I, I don't. Again, I don't know. He's a he's a joke. He's just what a I type.
3: Was, I think that's what I was saying. Where I think this movie embodies all of the eighties because all those character arch, archetypes have come. You know, have been introduced slowly from the early eighties up until this film was produced. So now this film has. The culmination of all of
0: that in it it was a very diverse group of small or a small group of people yeah
3: <laughs> you know what that was the one thing that that grabbed me actually right away because I I remember I remember people talking about this movie and like you know and I'm thinking like party okay so I'm, I'm just for some reason I was envisioning something bigger and grander yeah and then it was like five six people in a
0: house it was like, this is like it like a really lame party but was sa- that was the th- second one I think had a bigger party that I think shows the point up. of
2: the, po- the having the small party party was because um, Angela wasn't popular and she wanted to scare the popular kids is what I got from it
0: that could be true but the punk, you know stooge like I mean I wouldn't call,
1: say he was popular he was just looking to party oh. yeah I can see him being the class clown popular like, there's old Stooge, man. man. He's got the keg. He's got the keg. He's bringing the keg. He's the guy who brings the keg. <laughs> <laughs> turns out. So, wait a minute, Mike.
3: Is he the one that brings the keg, or is he, it not Stooge? He's bringing the keg. I don't okay. remember him bringing a keg at all at this
1: no he, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I'm at at does I'm just saying he's the type of guy that probably
2: He brings does. the boombox with yeah. dead batteries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking about Night of the Demons, guys, and we're going to talk more about that when we come back.
1: ants. What the fuck are you doing over there?
3: Blessed be the sinners, for the day of atonement is at hand.
0: Say what?
2: This week we are talking about *Night of the Demons*. Uh, I think that I really, I really enjoy the writing of this movie. Uh, I think there is a lot of campiness to it. I think the writing is good, but the acting is bad. Kyle, do you think that the writing is good and suffers because of the acting, or do you think the writing all all around is, is bad? Um, both.
3: I think the okay. I think the the uh, the acting is bad, but I don't think they were given, you know, they were. It's not like they were given gold to work with. Like, I feel like a lot of it. I mean, a lot of it could have just been ad libbed at the on, on you know right then and there. That's how it, it it does feel like that from time to time. But it does feel like there's like planning about. All right, so your character is like the whore of the bunch, so you gotta say this line and this line, and it's written in that way. And you're the drunk, so you're gonna you know act a certain way. Like I feel like it was written that way, which is a bad idea, and it didn't pan out.
2: So you think the characters were too atypical? Like I Yes, guess?
3: there was no I didn't feel I, I didn't feel like there was really character development with any of them. Even the even the main the main
2: uh woman. I forgot her name. Chris, do you think that there was any character development between the, any of the characters? Uh character development? Yeah. yeah. Um a little bit, yeah.
0: I think I think uh Stooge Actually had a, had a, a big character. I felt like he was like one of the most memorable and people reacted to him like throughout the film. I think actually Linnea Quigley carried this movie for me. Like, you know, the, it's all about Angela. It's all about Angela, her party. She's on the cover, this and that. But I actually think Linnea Quigley was the, the better character in the film that they focused on her more.
2: Mike, do you think that Stooge, uh, I don't know if Chris really, yes, he, he I agree that, okay, let me, let me first say this. I agree that Stooge is a big character, but Mike, would you would you say that he had character development? No, there's only one character has character development in this film. And
1: it is, I uh, don't remember, but the only way I can describe it is the token black guy who's an absolute coward. Yeah. And then at the end, gets the strength to somehow leap over a 12 foot wall. <laughs> and pull pull our our heroine back up over and save the day. I mean, other than that, he is cowering in cars. He is cowering in corners. He is praying and hoping that he survives. He's holding his ears, hoping everything's going to be fine, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, becomes courageous again. So that's the only character I can think of. Other than that, everybody else in this film is atypical. Every guy is a horned-up sex offender waiting to happen. (laughs) <laughs> the women in this film are just objects and unapologetically vapid.
0: Well, what do you think about the the lead girl?
1: Horrible. Helen? Is that her name? Absolutely.
0: No, not Helen. It was um Was it Helen? Judy? Judy, Judy, Judy. Sorry.
1: I think she's absolutely atrocious. She is yes.
0: atrocious, but we do kind of but, follow her.
1: Yes, we do, but she's just there. Like, yeah, she's not, and she, she does add. what everyone else tells her. It's so weird. Like, there, the scene where she's with who's the main boyfriend guy? Not Sal, Sal, Sal? Was it G- uh, but the the, I can't remember the, his the, the fucking jock name. or whatever. Yeah, there who you was go. supposed to be. It works. He sits there and he and he, he brings her in and he's like, "Oh, you know, you want to, you don't know, want to get down, you want to have sex," and she's like, Make "No, it? why? Why would you?" oh, well, you had a date with that one guy, so I figured you're down to DTF, you know? DTF. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then she's just like, he basically slut-shames her. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, he's like, well, I'm done with this, and she walks out the door. And after he's offended her, she's just like, wait, come back. Like, it's the weakest thing. that, like, There's no strength behind this woman. The only thing she does is she makes a blowtorch out of a like a tube. Which is pretty cool.
2: It's cool. It's pretty cool. But other than that, it is cool. I'm surprised the room and... didn't blow up because that, that, <laughs> that gas, that, that gas was out. pumping
3: in there for a good long while before that lighter kicked on. <laughs> right. That whole that whole room would have blown up.
0: No, you're right. As far as a deep story goes, there really isn't a whole lot of character development in this There's film. There's not a whole I lot mean, of
3: deep story to this movie in general, though. I, I think. mean, well
0: that I mean, but that seems like where you're trying to take it, Mike, is that this is the only
1: character that might even have any like semblance of i mean other than sal who's just an italian american stereotype (laughs) 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 and then but i mean the only but so true we do get some backstory that he kind of has a crush on our heroine and uh judy yeah judy and uh he saves the day and dies he he was the one
2: person in this whole film
1: i was like oh he died that's a shame everybody else i could care less about and that,
2: that that brings me to my next point are the main characters actually the teenagers or the demons themselves? Because I feel like the main characters are the demons themselves. Kyle, do you think that it's the teens or the demons? Because I feel like there's more of a focus on the demons. Um,
3: yes and no. Like um, I, I going back to what Mike just said. Like when Sal died, you actually he actually kind of gave a shit. I felt the same way. Like so, I felt like I felt like Sal could have been the main character. And I think once once the demons took over they became the focus of the film and then it went back to the kids again so it was jumping all over but I didn't feel like like this film had a true leader like that's one of the things another issue I had with it is I didn't like any movie you go see there's got to be like a captain you know who's like kind of your focus who's leading the show and this movie just didn't have it. It's true.
2: Did not have a Vin Diesel or The Rock.
1: Yeah they could have used one of those guys. Definitely did not have a Rock (laughs) could have used one of those guys or at least a Sam Jackson and just come around screaming at people
2: so do you think that, uh, Chris, maybe the story is like also the story, the main story is just too generalized as far as horror films go in the 80s? Yeah,
0: cliche. It's totally cliche. I mean, there's no getting around that. It's, it's everything that you could compile about an 80s horror movie into an 80s horror movie about demons, you know, partying, sex, drugs, rock and roll, and evil.
2: But Kyle, does that play into its cult film status, I guess? Well, also? I
0: think I think I think that all
3: those things adding to the cheesiness of it and the campiness make it that. But yeah, that's what I said earlier was that this movie is like the culmination of everything cheesy and bad in horror films. It's all pumped into one, and it's just I. I Looking at it now, it's like okay, it's just entertainment. But I'm kind of taken back because when they were making it, I really feel like they they were thought they were making like an awesome horror film. Like they tried to cram it all in, but
2: it just doesn't work when you do it that way. Here's my question for the for the whole group too: is uh, uh, I want to switch gears a little bit here and talk about the acting. Who's the strongest actor in this film?
1: Uh, right, strongest actor? Just just, just barely, Linnea Quigley, because she plays maniacal great. Uh, anytime she's playing serious, though, n- not much better than she's anybody certainly
0: else. Certainly my favorite. I, I, you know, I don't know that she's the best, but who is? I mean, I can't, you know, I think they're all pretty on par with each other's performances.
3: Kyle? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Mike.
2: No one said Stooge, which I'm a little surprised by. Mm. I don't. Yeah. I think he plays his character as the asshole fat punk, uh, perfectly. Oh, I definitely hate him. Yeah, he he's the character that you want to see die. That just doesn't die, just turns into an evil demon that's just effing everybody up. But oh. then
0: you get a little bit more of his character when uh he thinks he's gonna he's gonna get it with Linnea, like he, you know, kinda starts to calm down and be like, Oh come on, can I come in there with you? And trying to be like sort of slick, you know, instead of just being a
1: punk creep. And he has a girlfriend, which is kinda weird, right? He says my old lady nah, I he don't gave know. me Unless I don't he was talking that. about his mother. I mean he's probably <laughs> he's probably talking
2: about his mom. So
0: wait, hold on, um, I don't. I don't mean to jump around here, but we didn't really talk about the the opening scene with the old man dropping the apples and razor blades. Yeah, the apples and razor blades. <laughs> what did yeah. that? Did you guys? I mean, have we all seen this movie already once before? Did you see that coming? Yeah.
1: Well, no, I didn't see it coming. But when it happened, I was like, "Oh yeah, that."
0: Yeah, I wasn't like I wasn't like oh like oh
3: it paid off. I, I thought a... I thought it was so. I thought it was just. It was an excuse to have one more gag at the end. It was not necessary, but
0: I think that gag was actually really well done.
3: It may have been, but it was not necessary for
2: the film. It didn't, it was their it didn't add anything moment. at all. It was their
0: Friday the Thirteenth moment. It didn't
2: add anything to the film. It's true. It in did. what in what way that the like, Jason jumping out of the water at the very end? It was yeah, just but it doing... it, it, it,
1: had, it had it wasn't part of the film. It was just like this. Re- I, I feel like that it was a big dark joke that paid off at the end. It was like. All this minutia in the middle just to pay off this stupid apple joke that ends at the at the film well
0: maybe it was just them trying to get ca- capitalize on the Halloween thing because they you really don't hear much about Halloween other than the house is a little bit decorated kind of like it's Halloween right no. so maybe they just wanted to get that one like uh what do you call it urban legend in there as far as Halloween goes I suppose you, you
3: could even say you could even say that that whole. I, if you cut the entire middle of the film out and just cut together the old man dropping the apples and then the ending, yeah. I would be like, oh, this is like some short film. Yeah, like right. A, this is like an idea for a short film. And then they just created this like teenage story in the middle to fill it out mm-hmm. and then paid off at the end. So you had a problem with the pacing. Yes? <laughs> yeah. I, I did have a problem pacing, but we're not, we're not talking about They're talking about the uselessness of that scene at the end. It, it has nothing to do. With, I didn't think it was even I didn't even go like, oh, or like gag or like it like, you know, I think it was cool or anything. I just thought that was seriously the what the fuck moment of the film. I as soon as I saw that, I just like shook my head like, what the fuck am I watching? Well,
0: I can say when I was a kid and I rented this movie, that scene stuck with me. Like, I remembered that. That scene because well it's the most it's definitely the goriest scene in the film. I don't film. know that eye gouge
3: uh, oh that
0: gouge gouge gets me I don't know the the lipstick in the nipple grosses me which out the by most. the way if I'm going to
1: say one good thing about this film uh, that was a great that was a great effect it what? looked good yeah it looked real good when the 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 lipstick going into her nipple and she squeezed it in like I thought that was well done I it left me wondering how they did it and then I was like oh it's prosthetic it's it's a yeah they yeah. did a
0: mold of her pressed and then cut with like a little razor
1: blade, a slit in there and she just pushed it yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see that. I was like, but like looks oh, wow. But it looked so convincing. It did look very convincing. Yeah.
2: So uh, one of the things that also kind of bugged me in, in this movie a little bit that uh, that I think stands out is the lighting. Um, I gotta knock the lighting a little bit on this film. I'm it, going 50-50 on that. Dude, there's some shots in it where it's just, it's so hard that it I, I feel that it takes me away from what's going on because I'm like, this lighting is just so why is it so hard on their face? Mike, do you think that that wh- I guess how would you rate the lighting alone as far as uh, do they w- Go on. <laughs> Don't hold back, Cody. Yeah. Did they film it correctly? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Mike, as far as the lighting goes, would you say that the lighting was was done well? No,
1: there are scenes that are too dark, especially the one where uh, they they're in the crematorium. I thought it was lit pretty badly yeah like there it seems like there's no they almost shot in no light but they had to because they were shooting on <clears> film <throat> they had to have some lights in there but uh, no no i i mean it was acceptable
3: yeah i would say is that it was more acceptable The lighting was far more acceptable than like the sound yeah the sound of this film was fucking terrible <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do think that there was some gem lighting though Chris how did you feel about the uh, uh, the the dance scene with the strobe light and that lighting I, I actually really enjoyed the way that that looked
0: yeah and it felt like it went with the music and everything it, like you know I thought that was really good I really enjoyed a lot of the spotlighting they did through the windows because the windows were all boarded up and they were also if you paid attention a lot of them were like upside down crosses like that's kind of the style that they boarded the windows up in so when the light would shine through it would cast these creepy shadows on the wall I thought that was really really clever um yeah i thought that dance scene was clever and 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 for as good honestly like you guys might disagree with me but i think the cinematography was really good and it moved around a lot so to light something like that in such a dark boarded up house like uh, it's a give and take for me some some of the outside scenes i thought it was like daytime it was lit so bright and then, then some of the scenes inside the house i was like wow this is genuinely creepy
2: I think that the lighting, or I'm sorry, I think that the cinematography was good, but I think uh, a lot of it was stolen from The Evil Dead. Kyle, would you agree with that?
3: Yeah, like the uh, like the whole demon vision thing—that's mm-hmm. straight out of Evil Dead.
2: You know?
1: Hell yeah, it was.
2: I almost <laughs> feel like the effects for the demons themselves were also pretty much ripped off from that that film. Would you agree, Mike?
1: Yeah, definitely definitely like the uh, contacts and the the, the, the skin facial, tone yeah. and yeah and just yeah, it's really so, ultra deformed but still it, vaguely it, human
3: yeah it's not it's not totally it's not totally changed over. I mean none of the none of the characters in Evil Dead were completely
1: yeah you no know, one except c- for like the grew mandibles or anything yeah, like yeah, that yeah yeah so
3: so it was the same kind of subtle demon possession thing going on so
2: Chris do you think that that hurts the film or do you actually think that makes the film stronger because I actually think it makes the film stronger as as it, it gives it it, it was such a good point. It was just a good, a good thing to rip off. Right? I didn't it, it does give the film some validity in the, the in the horror realm because if it was like cheesier effects, this movie would not, I think, be where it's at. Well, and I
0: also think that the 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 way they chose to shoot it. I mean, you're you're in the confines of just a house, and how do you make a house feel big? well, moving through the hallways like they did. I mean, borrowing that Evil Dead style, I think, works for the film. But I actually think the the look of the demons weren't so much borrowed from the Evil Dead. I actually saw a lot more, like, Fright Night uh, in these demons. Oh, yeah. kind so, of cool. No, yeah. I can see that, too. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think that's a great point. So, I mean, like, I didn't have a problem with that. I don't feel like he ripped anybody off, per se, any more than any other filmmaker would borrow style from, you know, Kubrick or something. Like, you know, it's it's paying a little bit of homage to it uh, but kind of trying your own thing a little <laughs> I mean how much can you do in a in a house that it, looks like it's that It's almost
1: the exact same plot of Evil Dead Yeah it is It has a, a hand that starts walking around from Evil Dead too I mean I feel like he he might have blatantly ripped this off
3: The only thing that they didn't do is that the the kids weren't responsible for raising the demon. That That's was the only difference. Well,
1: what is... Yes, they were. The, sea- the seance. The seance. In the yeah.
3: But well, I guess... I no, but it I was guess
1: Halloween. What, yeah, I guess under uh, the assumption. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. At the whole house. The whole the house.
3: The whole house. Yeah. Not just a little bit, the whole house.
1: <laughs> well, and we already
0: said that, honestly, Evil Dead is not that original of an idea. It's really not that our kids go to a cabin and are hunted I mean, by a, evil. It's like, kinda it's like House on really... Haunted Hill, really, yeah, that came I before mean, that, but so if you you know, you can't say that it wasn't
1: borrowed from something like no, House. No, it's not it's not like this story hasn't this plot hasn't been used a few thousand times, but I don't know, I think Evil Dead did a different thing with it where they made it extremely gory
2: and then this was just copying that. Let me ask you this, since we said this is a story that's been been told a thousand times, do they tell the story any different than Anybody else? No. Though, no. Do they no. bring something new to the table that makes this th- the way they told this one special? No, I don't think so. At I all.
0: think the fact that the main demon villain was a female
2: is a little different. Like what a female in Evil Dead. Yeah, I liked her as the main. I I liked her as a demon way more than not. <laughs> I thought she was so much better as a demon than she was as just the like. That's the other thing too. Does this movie uh, is the cast too
1: is
0: the two are they too old?
2: Yeah. No.
1: I well, for teenagers? Yes. Yeah, but is that any is that a, a surprise for any film?
2: <laughs> yeah, but a lot of them look like they're they're 28 to 30. <laughs> Pushing 30 How yeah. how old was Bruce
1: Campbell when he did <laughs> Evil Dead? He doesn't look like he's a teenager.
2: <laughs> he wasn't supposed to be a teenager in that, was he? I thought he was.
3: Yeah, I thought he was too.
2: I thought they were supposed to be like college kids. I would uh, said well, more college, maybe maybe probably. you're
1: right. Maybe yeah. college kids.
2: All right, guys, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to rate the film, and then we're going to play a fun game. Stick with us. God, I knew we shouldn't have come here. We're never going to get out of here. Shut up, bro. Shut up. I swear I'm going to slug you. Help. Somebody get me out of here. Hold it. How do we know it's really her? Come on, Judy. Yes, help. Please get me out of here. Sure thing, Judy. Stand back. Wait. What else does that hurt? Come on, Raj, Who else could it be? All right, guys. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, too, before we get to the rating real quick in the game, uh, one of the things I want to talk about is the opening credit scene, which I think is phenomenally done, and the music is, is amazing in that opening credit scene. It's all uh, drawn artwork, um, and it really, I think, sets the tone for the film. I thought it set the tone for a film that I didn't end up seeing.
0: If yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You never picked it up. No, I picked up, but but like the I was super
3: stoked to see this movie with that intro. The movie that I got following that intro, I was not stoked about what happened,
0: what took
1: place. God, this <laughs> sounds like a like a Charlie Rose. I <laughs> think I
0: think the I what think happened? the uh, the artwork like? really set the tone like because it's always supposed to be really better than the movie. I mean, that's like how you get somebody to actually take it home. And I think it was uh, definitely in my child eyes walking through the video store aisles. I was really like, I was always taken by it. And
3: looked Oh, you're talking about the cover We're talking about the, the intro. Cr-
2: yeah, really yeah, yeah. We're talking about it. Yeah.
1: Sorry. the animated <laughs> thing.
2: I mean, you want to talk about your own thing, you go right. You had a question, you had a question, real quick. Question? Please don't hold back, Chris. Chris. You had a question, you don't need to hold back. On why don't this you show? talk about
1: what you want to talk about? The, the intro is cool, too.
0: The,
2: the show is <laughs> usually better when you talk about what you want to talk about, anyways. So, <laughs> why don't you just go ahead and you know, talk about what you want to talk about? Yeah,
0: no, I guess I was really that felt that was really important,
2: Mike. Did the <laughs> Mike, did the opening credits did they get you pumped for a film yes. that, you, that you didn't yes. see?
1: Yes. Yes, as soon as I saw the opening credits I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to love this film." No. And then it started. <laughs>
2: <laughs> see, I That's think the I opening felt. credits were fun just like the movie. I I, I got yeah. a fun vibe for, especially the, the the opening theme too. Uh I enjoyed the mu- the music in this movie. Um did it did, did might did you like the music? Did yeah, you like the music? actually you there's feel? one thing I loved about
1: this was the the soundtrack. I felt like Every song in this was an 80s hair band version of Goblin from Suspiria. Yes. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it had all like totally. these creepy voices in it and like weird synthesized <laughs> kind of things that were in the background. I thought it was kind of cool, but other than that it was, yeah. Chris,
0: music was good, man. I think it was appropriate for the movie, but I it didn't really stand out to me as being like particularly
2: more awesome than any other 80s horror do you think that the the sound was uh, hurt, hurt, like hurt the music? The sound mixing, uh, the sound mixing with the music, uh, is not the greatest. No. Um, no. Do you Mi- think that 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 hurts the film or, or the soundtrack itself? Does it take it away from it, Kyle? Um, no, I don't think it takes it away. I just think it 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 wasn't
3: balanced properly because there was a lot of times with this movie where I kept turning the volume up, they're turning it back down when the music started playing. The, all the all the dialogue was mixed really, really low, and all the sound was just dropped on top, like, unmixed or something. That's what it sounded like to me. Like, they didn't balance it in.
2: Okay. All right, guys, let's get to our ratings. I would like to rate this uh, with Tubes of Lipstick. Um, let's start off with Kyle. Kyle, why don't you give us your rating for Night of the Demons?
3: Uh, I'm going to be rating this movie two Tubes of Lipstick. That's two. Um... Yeah, it it's uh it, it's an enjoyable film if you're going to just not if you want to laugh at it. Basically is the way I, I I I see it. It's it's cheesy, campy, poorly acted, executed man. There's some crazy scenes in it. Yeah, I'll give them that. There's some that one would say a lot of gore cuz I don't really remember it being that much, but I mean, it's a movie you could put on on a Halloween and just have it on in the background. Well, you know, people are mingling and shit. So I give it two.
2: Two tubes of lipstick from Kyle. Mike, how many tubes of lipstick would you give it? Well, uh, I'm just going to say it. I hated this film.
1: I despised <laughs> it. It made me, personally, it made me angry when I watched <laughs> it. I was, I was pissed at the end of it. Um, oh, yeah. That- it, I can see it as being fun. It's, like, I guess you could use it as a drinking game. Um, but it's not like a beautiful shit fest like Troll 2 is. (laughs) It's bad, but like not that, you know, I don't know. It doesn't have some weird magic to it. Um, So, you know, I was going to give it half a lipstick tube, but I guess I like the soundtrack. So one,
2: one. One lipstick tube from Mike. I'm going to go next. Uh, I uh, actually agree with Kyle on almost every point that he made, and I think that's why this movie's fun. I know that sounds weird, but I like watching it because it's so bad it's good. I think it falls under that category. The writing's terrible. The acting's terrible. It's filmed horribly, but it's a lot of fun. I don't know why I find it a lot of fun. Maybe it's because everything's so bad, but I just I couldn't stop watching it. Like, I just had a lot of fun with it. So I am personally going to give this uh, three and a half lipstick tubes uh, for Night of the Demons. Chris. What's your rating on this? I'm going to do three lipstick tubes on this one. Um,
0: I really do like the film. I love the film. I love how it starts. I always love films that take place on Halloween. I'm okay with the uh, typical storyline. And I'm okay with the campy, cheesy dialogue and and, and all the cliche characters. I have no uh, issues with that. I I love the effects in this film. I think that... That, to me, is what really sells it along with the camera work. And so not a perfect film, um, not something I can watch all the time, but I'd put it on at Halloween.
2: I wanted to uh, actually add
0: something because Mike
3: Mike Uh, said uh, something that really...
2: A lipstick tube you like to add or what? No, no, no. (laughs) Don't be adding lipstick tubes to my rating.
3: I'm definitely not adding any lipstick tubes this week. But Mike said something that I think really summed it up for me, and it was... um, I think what my problem with it is, is that it doesn't have enough of something shitty. That's why I don't enjoy watching the movie. Like, if it went all the way and it was just ridiculous, off-the-wall, campy, and and funny in that respect, I probably would have enjoyed it. But because they took it seriously, um, it just doesn't come across super enjoyable.
2: In the words of Robert Downey Jr., never go full retard. You never go full retard. <laughs> you never go full retard. <laughs> How does that relate? Doesn't it doesn't <laughs> doesn't at all. Doesn't at all. D- no, it doesn't because you, you. I disagree with it. You never go f- like they weren't tr- they weren't trying to achieve full on campiness. So I think that's why. Well, isn't that, that the opposite of what you're saying? They, but they I, did pull back, I, and it
1: was horrible. It had they gone full, they would have. <laughs> they would have <laughs> had a magical <laughs> moment. Yeah, no, no. If
2: they would, if they would have went into this movie saying we're going to make a campy horror film, they would have made a terrible film. I think they went into it making a serious film and made a really good bad movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah. I think there's some genuinely scary
1: moments in this film, and there's I some genuinely cheesy scared. moments in this film.
2: Never once
3: thought I was scared in this. No, movie uh, No, this
1: movie was not scary to me at all. One of the things is missing horribly is uh, no suspense. There's no suspense in any of the. Yeah, yeah it's uh, cheesy jump attacks. scares. It is cheesy jump
0: scares. I didn't think. I, I don't
1: think there was one moment where I was scared like no. a jump. I like
0: well, didn't feel anything. This is this is also you know.
2: 19 late 1980s yeah. i mean you weren't this is scared different when, you weren't scared when that one guy came out What? that's what? pretty much all the jump scares were it was like somebody reaching a hand
0: what about when the guy, guy got hand. knocked out of the window i thought that was hilarious Jumped, front that was flipped pretty out funny
2: what's that front flipped out of the window yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they I, front
0: flipped over the fence too and then the way they landed totally didn't I, match I would like up to
1: give enough. a separate rating uh for flips and acrobatics <laughs> i
2: want to give this 5 lipsticks <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, so you know what? I think it's that time. I think it's time for America's favorite new game. Who the hell am I? I am your host, Cody Everett. We are here playing Who the Hell Am I with Mike, Chris, and Kyle. Alright guys, so here's what I want to know. Who the hell are you? Kyle? Kyle? You want to explain the game? Sure.
3: People who are listening to the first time. Sure. Yeah.
2: If you're listening for the first time and you have sure. heard, sure. If you're listening for the first time and you haven't heard us play this game, it's basically uh, we get three um, clues to guess who the person is—a character or an actor. So if Kyle goes and he's Tom Cruise, he could be like Mellow Yellow. That's pretty damn good. Or he could be like, um... Uh, Is your character Tom Cruise? Yeah, Tom Cruise. <laughs> so it's something like that to give you clues. And whoever guesses gets the point.
0: First hand up gets the first guess. First guess, yes. Okay.
2: Wait, does all the clues have to be read first before we can throw hands yeah, up? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I don't think so.
3: No, no. I, I think if you get it on the first clue I read, shoot your hand up because... Uh, you could be oh, because once you put your hand up, you have to go first, even if the next two clues I give... Fuck you up completely. Right. You gotta say something. And,
1: and can we add another rule too? Uh if you get the wrong answer, you can't answer again, right? You can't be like, wait, then it's not that one. You can't No, you get one guess. You get one guess. Yep, everybody okay. gets one guess. Yeah, nobody, nobody gets it. I get the point. Okay.
2: Alright, Kyle, then who the hell are you?
3: Well, I am an actor. Clue number one. Oh, okay. The Losers Club. The Losers Club. There was there was like a notable noticeable amount of confusion when you <laughs> said oh. that.
2: <laughs> huh? the, the, the Losers, losers Club. club. <laughs> okay, go ahead,
3: go ahead. No hands are in the air yet. Nope. Okay. Clue number two: monkey's brain. Oh. Chris has a hand up.
0: Well, Tell me what the first clue was, real quick.
3: Fuck you. <laughs> you oh, already no. put your hand up. No, no, no it doesn't hand- matter. You give
0: me my read me <clears> my two clues. First clue was. This guy's cheating
2: over here. This guy's yeah. cheating. I know. Over He's here. fishing
3: for more more data. This is already data that you've said. Buying right. time. Yeah. Clue number one was the losers club. Clue number two, monkey's brain. And Indiana
0: Jones. No. It's an actor.
3: Yeah. Harrison actor. Ford. No. <laughs> you only get one guess. That was it. Yeah. You're out. What's okay. the right, clue You're number out. Three. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Clue
0: number three. Can I have redemption round? No. Shut
3: up. And that is not clue number three. Clue number three. I wish I didn't have to spit out this cake. Oh my god, this is stupid. I'm
0: glad I got it wrong. I know. Go, Cody. Tim Curry. You got it. Oh shit. Oh, sesame cake. <laughs> Why was he that part was of? That was good. Why was he man. part of
3: the losers' club? Uh, because he played Pennywise and he was attacking the losers' club, which was the oh, movie kids. Oh yeah, I, I it was their game. that. Come on. Yeah, but I didn't think Pennywise. Monkey's brain. Anybody know where that's from? That was a good round, though, dude. That was um, Monkey's Brain, a, a uh, delicate cu- cuisine served in cl- in the movie Clue. I was yeah. thinking of... Is that uh, what we ate?
0: Oh. I was thinking yeah. of Temple of Doom. I was thinking
3: right, that, too, cool. for a second. Co- Cody
2: gets the first point. Woo-hoo. Yeah! Don't buddy. I always? Don't I always? Next up on Who the Hell Am I? I want to know who the hell Chris Willenbrecht is. Okay.
0: I will... I will love it if you guys get this, honestly. Actor or character? This is a character. Okay. I
1: live in a model. I'm going to go for it. Uh, is it Beetlejuice? Yeah! God oh. damn it! Wow. wow that, was oh, that was fast. Was that was a great guess. I, w- I wanted to hear the second just to be sure, but. Uh, do you yeah. want to hear my other two questions? I yes, yes, to. Yes, okay. yes,
0: I desperately want to be married. And Sand scares me. <laughs> gotcha. sand. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, good guess, Mike.
2: All right, next up on the show, we have Mike. Mike, who the hell are you?
1: Okay, this is a character from yeah. a from a cult film. Ooh, gave an extra bit of a clue there. Well, yeah, they're, they're, I thought they always had, I thought they down. all had to be cult films, Wait, but maybe no. there's always. only like five or six hundred. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, here my first clue is, I love babies.
2: I love babies. Babies. Thanks, Chris. Okay, second clue.
1: I'm a fantastic juggler. Fantastic juggler. This is
2: from some stupid-ass movie. Oh, God.
1: Okay, let me hear the third one. And the third one is, my clothing doesn't leave much to the imagination. I love babies, and I'm naked. (laughs) Oh, my God. That sounded so wrong. (laughs) I did. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, I'll throw a guess. Go Uh, for it.
0: Is it the fairy from Wizards? No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on.
2: I I think I have it. I think I have it.
1: Raise that hand. My clothing doesn't leave
2: much. Mad Max.
1: No. My
0: my clothing. (laughs) I love babies.
1: (laughs) And I'm a I'm a fantastic juggler. I'm a fantastic juggler. And clothing. I'm going to give you now.
2: Go ahead. This is so stupid.
1: I hate this one. I hate this
0: one too. Fuck you. I'm not even guessing. Okay, throw
3: something out there. Come on. You got to throw something out there.
0: Um,
1: Steve Gutenberg. No, it's not Steve <laughs> Gutenberg. That's a good guess. The answer is Jareth, the Goblin King from Labyrinth. What the fuck? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, that makes total sense now, actually. All right. Okay. Fuck you. Whatever, Mike. Fuck two you. points,
3: baby. Fuck whatever. you, whatever.
2: Next up is probably the most shining star of the episode. We're going to go with Cody. Cody, who the hell are you? Well, thank you, Cody. Um, I am a character. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I can cloud men's minds. Okay. So you're a woman. I can also be invisible. That's clue number two. Number three, my real name is Lamont Cranston. Cranston, sorry. Lamont Cranston. Mike?
1: The Shadow. There you go. Ah, you bitch. The
2: Shadow. Mike mm. cleaned house this episode. Just like last
1: time, baby. Clean
2: mm-hmm. house. Wow. First off, I want to say thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. That's our episode for this week. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Please look us up there. You can find us on iTunes. Rate us five stars. You can find us on Instagram at occultfilm__review. underscore review. Also on Twitter at occultfilm__review. underscore review. You can find Mike at, at Mike Salustio
1: on Twitter. Or you can find me writing about filmmaking at friendlyneighborhoodfilmmaking.com.
2: That's our show for the week. Um, and we'll see you next week. Wait, don't forget, fans
1: out there, have we missed a cult film? Yes, we have? Okay, go out there. Tell us. Go on social media. Let us know. We will cover that film for you. Yeah, we've already covered one fan's film. If we film, like it. So.
2: <laughs> well, not yet. We're not going to do them all. We're not going to do them all. We've already covered one fan's film, so make sure that you get your choice in because we might uh, plug you on our show. Like or we send do. you a gift. Like Who we... knows what will happen? Yeah, yeah we might don't know. There be something mm-hmm. in it for Just you guys. Just let us plug you.
0: Let us plug you. Let us plug you right on the show <laughs> yeah. live.
2: Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good week.